On today's episode of the Make or Break Sports Podcast, we have a whole lot of NFL football to break down. We had a jam-packed Week 15, featured some amazing football weather, also got to see some great games, some records broken, and of course some hearts broken as well, and we've got to dive right into every bit of that as we recap a packed Week 15 in the NFL, also preparing for another amazing week, Week 16, as the NFL season winds down. That means we've only got a couple weeks left, only a couple weeks left to pull our wallets out and bet on an entire slate of NFL games. Ben and I out here to bet on all the Week 16 action. No more Thursday night football, but we do have a Saturday slate, believe it or not, and we bet on every single bit of it. And then with the holidays fast approaching, we are going to be betting or at least looking into the Christmas Day games in the NBA. NBA season in full swing. Christmas, one of the best traditions in sports, NBA Christmas. And we will be talking a little bit about those marquee matchups while you guys are opening up the presents. It's a big time holiday episode. We are very thrilled to be here. And we are also thrilled to shout out our sponsors. Thank you. This episode brought to you by the great folks at Delos Bakery. Delos Bakery, family baking since 1910, located 1201 Freeze Avenue in Berwick, Pennsylvania. Guys, it is the holiday season. Christmas is fast approaching. You only have a few days left to make sure that you have your delicious stuff for Christmas dinner. You got a lot of parties, a lot of family gatherings, going to be entertaining a lot of those loved ones, family and friends this week. That means you need to get out to Delos Bakery, get down to 1201 Freese Avenue, and make sure you get yourself some of the best pastries, some of the best cookies, some of the best donuts, some of the best pizza, bread, all that great stuff, and make sure you are prepared for an amazing, amazing holiday. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, all you beautiful listeners out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Make or Break Sports Podcast. Happy holidays to all of you out there, and welcome into episode 81 of the podcast. We have a big episode, very special football-packed episode, and of course a little NBA left here coming up. I'm absolutely thrilled, Ben. I am pumped. I'm officially done with work for the year. So I will not be in the office. I took I have like a nice little extended Christmas holiday break. So I will not be in the office until January second, which is an absolutely amazing feeling. I'm pumped. I got to tell you. Yeah, what you work project. like sixty five days this year? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, between my injury, my medical leave, all the PTO days, I really only worked maybe two months this year, which was pretty crazy. Uh, did get the Christmas bonus anyway, which was very unexpected. So. I'm thrilled. Yeah, man. I'm wait. I'm waiting on ours, dude. I think we're getting one. We haven't. I've yet to never. I've, I've yet to like not get one since I've worked there. So I'm really hoping for it, but no, no word yet. But I that'd be nice to have up north. You know what I mean? There you go. Hey, man, it's Christmas time. It is Christmas time. So those those holiday bonuses come very much in clutch. I'm so thrilled. It's just that amazing time of year. Happy holidays to everybody out there. We hope you are with your loved ones wherever you are as you're listening to this or getting ready to make the trip to your uh, loved ones' homes as we get into the Christmas season. I got to rock some Michael Buble as we get ready for this Christmas season. I'm, I'm so pumped. Hey, 
It's beginning to look Oh, the Michael Bublé drop. Good shit, man. Everywhere you go. I mean, if you think there's a better Christmas album, there just is. It's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes that glow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see. Is the really yeah, I think he's I think he's definitely one of the better ones. I saw some kind of I mean, there's really only two types of people. I think that this is the time of year when everybody comes out with the Christmas song hot takes, which I really don't appreciate because everybody tries to come out and you know, drag all the old school amazing songs through the mud, which I'm a traditionalist. I don't know. Why does everybody hate Bing like why is Bing Crosby not brought up in any of the conversation? Did he like sexually assault somebody or is he canceled? Did I miss something? Oh on- no, I, I I love some Bing Crosby. I love Bing Crosby. Because I, I saw Michael I mean I, little, I've been Michael Bublé is a little more our time, you know? We can't all be boomers like you are, man. Apparently. I, I apparently am a boomer, I don't know, but I mean I think that Bublé is great. Uh, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time, another big one. Yep, yep. I feel like some of the more modern I'll ones. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna keep it real with you, Matt, and I'll get a slack for this. That's fine. Ariana Grande's Christmas music slaps. She's got some jams there, dude. Santa uh, Tell Me is a vibe. Santa Tell Me is a vibe. Whatever you want to say. You know what? One of the, you know what I think the most underrated Christmas song is. What's that? This is one of my favorite ones that I, I my personal favorites. Uh, not my favorite artist, but an amazing artist and one of my favorite songs. Whitney Houston, baby. Dang. All right. All right. Another personal favorite of mine. This is another one of my... The first Noel by Bing Crosby is probably my favorite, but... All right, enough of that. We do have to... I hate to cut off Whitney Houston, but we do have to get into some sports stuff. Merry Christmas to everybody out there. This will be our last episode before the Christmas season, so we do want to wish you and yours a very, very Merry Christmas. Hope you get everything you asked for and more. Make sure you get down to Delo's Bakery, of course, family baking since 1910. That's the best place. Studies show that is the best place to go get your goodies for Christmas. It's a big-time hit at the Christmas party, so make sure you go get your stuff right there. But... Ben, before we get into it, uh, any of the betting or anything, we do have to recap uh, a pretty packed week 15 in the NFL season. This week, really a lot to talk about. Now, we were very excited for a couple of the marquee matchups, and they did prove to be pretty solid. We did get to see some pretty amazing games, some pretty bad beats this week as well that we've got to talk a little bit about. Just briefly, it's been a couple days since the the NFL season, so obviously going to focus a little or since the NFL Week 15, but we do have to focus a little bit on it, at least to touch on a few things. We'll go through it. Not much to say. I will admit I have to shout out Lamar Jackson. I officially cashed out the Lamar Jackson MVP bet, so I do have to shout out Lamar Jackson. I, I didn't want to cash it out. But I did. I do have to shout him out because he absolutely went out and won me won me some money. So I'm absolutely pumped on that. Or well, he, yeah, he did win me some money. So it's it's a it's confirmed in the bag. So I had to cash that out a few weeks early. But shout out to Lamar. He's the goat. He dominated the Jets again. I mean, he's had just what do you have five more touchdown passes again? Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. You and I both. You know, I mean, your bet your and the Joe Burrow. Shout out more, to Joe Burrow. But we, we, you and I finally cashed. We got our futures bets. We put some. 
a little money down, cashed out my Joe Burrow Heisman bet. So shout out Joe. Go win that Heisman, hold that Tiger, and yeah, let's rock Joe, and roll, man. Joe Burrow's a beast. That was he was that was very, very exciting to see that as well. So shout out to Joe Burrow. I actually ordered both those jerseys. I, I ordered a Joe Burrow and a Lamar Jackson jersey. I'm so thrilled. I, I can't wait to rock my Lamar Jackson jersey. Yeah, man, jersey. I thought that was I thought that was great. Your tweet. You're like, thanks for thanks for winning me money. Appreciate it, Lamar Jackson. Like I'm gonna buy a jersey, and it was like a nineteen dollar Chinese jersey. I'm My like, king. This man won you a hundred to one odds, and you're gonna go and buy a twenty dollar jersey from China. I'm still poor. I mean, I'm still out here. <laughs> I needed that money. I mean, it was it's Christmas time, man. I needed that money bad. So I mean, but I did. I, I did go splurge, and I did buy the the DH Gate Lamar Jackson jersey, which pretty. Did you get fun. a white or a purple, Joe Burrow? Uh, I got the purple. Should have got like a nice yellow one, like their alternate jerseys. Yeah, I don't know. I was like, I was debating what to get, but I got the purple Joe Burrow. I'll sport that with pride as well because I think he's he's a beast. I'm rooting for LSU going forward, and obviously, now that it's official, my Colts are a wrap. I am probably pulling for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens as we go forward this season. So definitely, definitely looking forward to that. I gotta say, I gotta admit, I'm probably gonna pull for the Ravens amongst a few other teams. A couple other things to talk about, Ben. Uh, the Bengals gave the Patriots all they really wanted to handle and the Patriots ended up still smoking them, which was great. That was the mortal lot, but it was ugly. The Patriots didn't look great, but they do get a, you know, they do smoke the Bengals, but you know, what's the Bengals? We can't, we don't need to talk about that. The only thing about this game, the reason why I have it start is, do you think that Stefan Gilmore has made enough of a case to be the, the defensive player of the year? Yeah, I think, like I said, I think, or I think it's a three headed race right now. I think it's uh, Gilmore, Donald and uh, TJ Watt. I know we're going to talk about TJ Watt had another big game for the Steelers, another Absolutely. fumble or forced fumble, fumble recovery, I think. So uh, those three guys are just dominant on the defensive end. I personally think Gilmore and Watt would be the two favorites because, I mean, as good as Aaron Donald is, I know he's a D tackle too, so he gets doubled all the time. But, like, you just don't hear his name as much as you hear the other guys. Yeah. I, you know, I, I mean, but, I mean, I think Gilmore's definitely the favorite right now, and I think Aaron Donald is the, you know, the second favorite. With T.J. Watt close, yeah, behind. I think it's a three-headed race. Gilmore has two pretty solid matchups to finish the year out solid and, and have a good year. So I, I think he's the favorite. I think he deserves it. He he's an absolute lock. Andy Dalton kept throwing the ball at him and it just kept getting picked off and just kept getting broken up. It wasn't working. Uh, another game that really I don't want to talk about much, but I you got to talk a little bit about it because Jameis Winston made history. He's now <laughs> in the record books with some of the greats like Peyton Manning and. Back-to-back games of 450 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Crazy. Never. It's only been done one other time, and the other guy was Peyton Manning, and that guy was pretty damn good. Uh, the other reason, another thing about this game, Ben, do you think now that Jameis Winston, A, they're going to potentially – they got another decent matchup this week. I mean, we'll see what they can do, but – they could finish with a 500 record. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna be the quarterback. Are they all in on Jameis? Are they all in on Jameis? He's gonna be the quarterback. I don't think. I think they're both gonna realize though, like they're gonna because he's a free. He's gonna be a free agent. They're gonna offer him money. He's not gonna get the money that you know the even like the Matt Stafford's got or the that range of quarterback. He's gonna get less than that. But I think I mean they're gonna give him the money. They're I think they're seeing now what they're, what's gonna happen. They're not gonna have a high draft pick. They're not gonna be able to go get the two. Uh, or the Herberts, or the anybody, you know, the guys like that. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna come back. He's gonna be the quarterback there, and I think that's that. I think he's showed enough. Yeah, they've got to shore up their pass defense a little bit, get maybe a running back. But I mean, honestly, with Jameis and those receivers, Godwin and Evans, you want a hot take? Here we go. Starting running back for the Bucks next year is David Johnson. 
Wow. Well, that's what we bring. Johnson going to be on his way out. I don't think they're going to try and hold on to him. They're going to try and trade him, try and move him. Head coach of the Cardinals used to be Bruce Arians. Their head coach of the Bucks used to be as Bruce Arians used to coach the Cardinals. Loved David Johnson. Utilized him well. Had a great offensive scheme there. And I think it's a perfect fit. I think they would get the running back, the workhorse running back that they want. David Johnson is going to be the running back for the Bucks next year. David Johnson, the running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. December, December 18, 2019, Ben declares it. Wow. Good for you. I mean, hey, that's – I like it. I like it, man. Can't say it doesn't make sense. We'll give you a couple. I'll give you two. I'll give you an intervention on that one, yeah. Now, that's – I mean, it does make sense. David Johnson's been kind of wacky, especially with Kenyon Drake having a massive game, which we maybe will get to. I don't really think that's that important. But, yeah, uh, other thing from this game, buddy, uh, your buddy um, Brashad Perryman had, what, three touchdowns? Yes, sir. Finally, it only took him four years, but he's the. You've been talking about uh, Brashad (laughs) Perryman. No, I stopped talking about him. I talked about him when he got drafted. Brashad Perryman was your Zay Jones before Zay Jones was your Zay Uh, Jones, and Zay Jones is still my guy. He he stinks too. I mean, Ben loves these (laughs) shitty wide receivers, and Zay Jones was the heir apparent to the Brashad Perryman. For those of you that have been with us a long time ago, Ben was big time heavy on Brashad Perryman, former UCF Knight. And he has been balling out in Mike Evans' absence. That's what, five touchdowns in two weeks? Yep, so five touchdowns in two weeks. That's pretty damn good. Uh, another big thing, Bears lose to the Packers 21-13. And they that were, was an ugly game. The game sucked. This, is, this game still goes into my Packers or frauds. I'm not backing off that hill, by the way. I'm not backing off the hill. I, would, I mean, I like I said, I still don't think they're frauds. I would agree that that didn't really prove anything. But, I mean... The Packers still find they they find ways to win games. I don't Regardless know of how you look at it. They find ways to win games. They they got up early in this game and it looked like it was going to be an absolute route and they just went into autopilot like sucking. They went into like it was like when you're playing bogey golf and you just can't get off the snipe. You're just bogeying holes over and over. You just don't hit the ball where you want it no, to go. No, when you don't hit the ball where you want it to go, when Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing the ball where you want it to go, you're going to be in trouble. And they had a rough game. Honestly, they did have a rough game. I mean, Rodgers, Trubisky. 50, anytime they got 50, Mitch Trubisky chucking the ball 53 times, that's always a recipe for disaster. But he did have 300 passing yards. Allen Robinson had another big game. And they really – do you watch that highlight? Do you watch the end, at least the end of the game? Yeah. They had they had the pitch. It was one pitch away. The band was on the field. They had one pitch left. They were getting in the end zone. Yeah. And, I mean, they would have screwed up the two-point conversion, as we know, but they – they really? have a better chance to get a two-point conversion than kicking it like with their kickers. So Tariq Cohen and Allen Robinson were both pissed off at the fullback for not pitching it to one of them, which, I mean, he's a fullback. He probably wasn't sure exactly what to do in that situation. But, yeah, they, they could have still been in that game. I, I'm not backing off the Packers. Yeah, if it's not Mike Allstott, he probably is not going to pitch it. Well, right, no. So, I yeah, I'm, I'm not backing off of the Packers or frauds, though, because the Bears really had a chance to be in that game. You'll find out what the Packers are made of this week. We will find well, I might contradict myself later now that I think about it, but we'll see. Uh yeah, that that's gonna be the very movable force against the very what is it, very stoppable force against the very movable object when Monday night football Kirk Cousins, Kirk meets, Cousins. meets the fraud Packers. So you're right, you're right. we'll see what happens there. Uh the Texans take a commanding lead, and by commanding I mean one and a half games against the Titans. In the AFC South, edging them out, they were up twenty-one to nothing, I think, and ended up only winning twenty-four twenty-one. 
Ryan Tannehill had another very serviceable game. Derrick Henry, very good. But the Texans do just edge them out. However, very close game. The Titans, I believe, even had the ball at the end with a chance to go down the field. But uh, with that with that said now, officially Texans, I think we kind of said it last year, last week by virtue of schedule, the Texans getting that win obviously shifts the power to them in the AFC South. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, you know, we're, we talk about this playoff picture. It's really a, it's, it's really a two-horse race now in the AFC. Uh, AFC. It's the Steelers and the Titans. Uh, I mean, technically, I guess Cleveland and Oakland are still somehow alive, but I mean, I think we can both agree that they're probably out. It's really the Steelers and Titans, and the Steelers luckily right now have the advantage in that. So, um, so you're Houston, a big-time Texan fan. Big-time Texan fan because when they played, like I, I said it last week, I said whoever wins the game this week needs to win next week. And if that happens, and that's the case, because, I mean, Tennessee has to play New Orleans this week, too. So definitely not an easy schedule for them going forward. Yeah, the Chiefs... The fact that they lost to the Texans at home, too. Yeah, that's a little little concerning. Well. They came out and played pretty flat, but Deshaun Watson still proved. I mean, he may, I mean, the Pro Bowl you know, votes came out this week. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson, a Pro Bowl quarterback, we know what he's going to do. They got the job done. Uh, advantage Texans in the AFC South. Probably going to get the four seed there. The Nothing really to talk about. The Chiefs shit on the Broncos. Drew Lock. I do feel kind of bad for Drew Lock. I mean, everybody was kind of tough game in the snow. That was a fun game to watch, snow game. Uh, but Mahomes cut him up in the snow. He had over 340 yards, two touchdowns. He was fine. Kelsey had a massive game. Yeah. Not really much to talk about there. Chiefs. Chiefs are still coming. Like I said, this Bills Patriots game has a lot of implications for the Chiefs because if the Chiefs can run the table, which is very much possible. Chiefs- if there's a. I'm right now, Matt. If I was a betting man, which you all know I'm not, I don't bet ever. Yeah. I would be taking my my money right now in the AFC would be on the Chiefs. Something about this Chiefs team, they're going in under the radar. No one's really talking about them. They're all talking about, you know, Baltimore. They're all talking about how New England's struggling, but I think they're going to be there. Nobody is talking about this Kansas City team, and I think they have, I mean, we we've seen them before. They they're a good football team. They have the exact same team basically as last year on offense. They're clicking at the right time. If I had to, if I would put money on the team that represent the AFC in the Super Bowl right now, obviously Baltimore's probably the favorite, which I mean they're definitely the betting favorite. I'd put money on the Chiefs though. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are probably a really good value bet. As you said, they are very quietly marching into the playoffs, kind of similar to how Clemson marched into the college football playoff. Not really people talking about them. Because of some early struggles, uh, the the Chiefs and you know the injury to Mahomes kind of shifted some pressure on them. They lost a couple games, and now they're playing some of their best football. And right now is the best time to play your best football. If they start hitting their stride, finish the season twelve and four, go into the playoffs, potentially the two seed. Watch out for that Chiefs team. I'm with you. I I, I really very much think this Chiefs team is is clicking. They're finding their their. Uh, like I said, their that's not right nothing now. against Baltimore. I would just say, if betting per wise, you know, I mean, Baltimore is definitely going to be the betting favorite. So right, why right. not take Absolutely. a team a little bit? You know, they can still get there. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Eli Manning officially got his record back to 500. Love it. Giants. Is he going to get the shot this week or no? I I guess I they they. Probably, I th- I think they're going to shut Daniel Jones down. They have nothing to gain Which by they him. should. They exactly. have nothing to gain yeah. by having Daniel Jones come back. Let Eli Manning take a stab at it. Now I don't know what they're going to do, but we'll see what they can do. But yeah, he draws even against the Giants or against the Dolphins. The Giants losing, winning that game really kind of hurt them because now they're technically have a better record than the Dolphins. 
So they're basically in trouble in terms of getting the Chase Young sweepstakes because we can agree Burrow's probably going to go one, but they're... Well, Chase Young's probably not going to be in the draft. He's coming out. That's all cap. That's complete cap. Know. That's complete cap, I think. We'll see. I don't think he wants to talk about it right now because he's got some work to do. I don't think he wants to announce he's going to the draft. I think that's a great fake momentum builder to rally the team around him as they head into the playoff. I don't think he'll announce that until after the season. Uh, speaking of Ohio State standouts, Dwayne Haskins and scary Terry McLaurin taking on Penn State standout Miles Sanders. Runs for miles and miles and miles as the Eagles defeat the Redskins 37-27 in a shootout. I think I bet that under last week, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Uh, Carson Wentz. Playing okay. Playing pretty well. I mean, he got them the job done They late in the game. This game was closer than that final score indicated, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Eagles are bad. The yeah. Eagles are bad. Yeah, I mean, the Redskins really... Uh, I mean, the Redskins are really bad, but the Eagles are bad. Yeah, but, I mean, Dwayne Haskins played some good football. Terry McLaurin, a buck 30 in the touchdown. I don't touchdown. take anything away from them playing the Eagles' defense. That's a good That's a good game for Haskins to like go out and get confidence because the Eagles' secondary is awful. Yeah. Yeah, I like, mean they're terrible, they're, yeah, terrible. They're, so it was good for it was good for Haskins looked good, but most quarterbacks look good against the Eagles secondary. This is true, but Dak the Eagles, might throw for six hundred yards this week. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, yeah, I mean Wentz did got the job done though, three touchdowns. I was happy for Miles Sanders; he had a big game. Uh, but the Terry McLaurin, Dwayne Haskins show that could be a thing for a little while, even though the Redskins kind of stink. But I am nervous about that Eagles team. They they do draw even. They're still in the mix. Obviously, the division on the line this week. We'll see what happens. Seahawks barely covered against the, the Panthers. The Panthers tried to backdoor cover that so bad, and they just couldn't. I was so pumped. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't cover in our betting, but they they or they covered in our betting, but they did not cover in real betting. The final. I think the, the line. The line on Sunday was like six and a half. So, was it? Wow. So that's what I got it. I got it at six. Oh, and a half. so you won so. the pointless thing, but you lost the money. Nice. That's right. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Hey, Good I'll stuff. take bragging rights over you any day of the week, my Good friend. Good stuff. Any day of the week. In the last game in the black hole, the Raiders non. I mean, just in perfect Raider fashion, catch an L. On a hang on, Matt, real quick. Sorry, I want to pivot before I wanted to touch on something on the Panthers game. Sure. Uh, Will Greer this week? Yeah, yeah. You think? I well, no, it's announced. Yeah. They, oh, oh, really? It's confirmed. Really yeah, no, it's okay, it's confirmed. Yeah, it's confirmed. Will Greer. I mean, again, the Panthers really have nothing to play for. I think they want to get no, kind of get a, get see what Will Greer is about. And I thought they should have went to Will Greer a week or two ago. Kind of once they were getting ready to fire Ron Rivera, and they knew they were kind of going a different direction at least throw in the quarterback and see if you got anything with him because I think they know at this point Kyle Allen is not the guy. He was a good fill-in this year for a few games, but eventually all those backups, they're going to come down to earth at some point. He did that after a couple good starts. And then, yeah, he was Kyle Allen. So let's see what you got with Will Greer. I don't think you'd, I don't know what you got with Will Greer, but we'll see. It can't hurt. They play the Colts, so that, I mean, we yeah. I mean, what a great way to take him out. And that just has me a little bit that conflicted mentally, which we'll talk about in the betting. But yeah, Will Greer is starting, so that's confirmed. We'll see what he can do. Uh, he, I mean, I, like I said, I think that's a great place to start. He's got an amazing beard. I don't know if you saw the pictures of him. Will Greer is ready yeah, to rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, he yeah. Is, he's, he's ready to roll. He is ready to rock and roll. He looks like the white Keenan Allen. I think he looks exactly like Keenan Allen if he was white. They have the same exact beard. Both have <laughs> aw- they both have awesome beards, 
Very similar facial hair. Uh, the Jaguars defeat the Raiders in the last game in the black hole. The refs kind of screwed the Raiders over, much to the chagrin of the classy Raiders fans who doused the field with garbage. The lasting memory of the black hole is a garbage-spattered loss to a Jaguar team that quit five weeks ago. So, Jeez. that's pretty tough. Hey. Raiders, though, this week have a chance to lose and give my Chargers that sixth win. Yeah. Push that, me on that over. I think Who do the Chargers play the following week? The Chiefs? I think that, yeah. So this is really their last So shot. you're <laughs> telling me that I have to really, really pull for the Raiders this week. You do. You Unbelievable. Do. This is what my life has come to. Uh, in Kenyon Drake's coming out party, can, can you believe Kenyon Drake is good? He has four rushing touchdowns, and the Cardinals destroy the Browns. Browns are bad. Freddie Kitchens they're needs they're, to be they're, gone. They're, they're, this team, just when everybody gets, you know, I mean, I believed in them too. I didn't believe them, like I said, as much as everybody else, but I said they were a playoff team. This team is nowhere close right now. Baker Mayfield's not good. The receivers are pissed. They want out. The receivers don't want to. Both of them, Jarvis and Beckham are on the sidelines yelling, hey, come get us. Come come sign us. <laughs> they're talking to everybody team. like, yo, bro, like, come, yeah, come yo. on, come on. You got a duo I mean, here. It's, I mean, it's bad. The only, the only bright side on this team is Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is the only bright spot on this team because Nick Chubb is very, very good. He is very, very good. Nick Chubb is real. I mean, he's the number one voted AFC playoff or uh, Pro Bowl guy. He's very good. They they just have too much talent to be where they're at right now, and that's ind- indicative of Freddie Kitchens being a bad coach. I mean, this was a Cardinals team that was beaten and demoralized, and they came in and just controlled the clock and demolished them. Yep. I think Freddie Kitchens has got to go. They they got to do something. I they're all in on Baker. Which, for better or for worse, I mean, they got to do it. They got to go in on him, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, they, they stink. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins demolishes the Chargers 39-10. to 10. That's about it. Chargers stink. Yep. Don't That's really a big setting, hey, hey, relax, setting, up, setting up a monster, monster matchup this week with the Raiders, apparently. The black Keenan Allen had nine catches for 99 yards, though, so he had a good game. Just had to Whoa. throw that in there. I mean, he's... <laughs> The, or, the, <laughs> yeah. or should I say the the black Will Greer? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's better or whatever. Uh, the in a to, this game, I'm taking blame for. I bet on the Rams. I, I took the cheese on the Rams. This is back to back weeks now. I've been tailing the Rams, trying to figure out what's going on. I bet on the Seahawks to beat them. They smoked the Seahawks. Then I'm like, oh, the Rams are good. The Rams are the Falcons right now. Literally, the Rams are the Falcons from like four weeks ago. Just unbettable. Like, you just can't do it. I, I mean, yeah, because... Or you bet against them and they smoke you. Like, that's what happens. Like, you either stay away from the game completely or you bet against them and you're going to lose. You can't bet with them because you'll lose. You bet against them, they'll cover by 60. And if you just don't bet the game, you know, you, you're just the safest way. Only thing to do. Yeah, and I do see they also have a game this week, of course, and I'm sure I'll be betting on that. But yeah, I, I bet on the Rams, so that's so you're welcome, Cowboys fans. Gavin even told me that. Gavin should have sent me a decorative uh, gift basket, as we said. What is it? The Bath and Body Works. Thank you, Matt. Basket that you can now order. That'll be a when we first get merch. That'll be the first <laughs> when we get merch on the website. That'll be the first thing you can buy. Is the thank you for betting against or yeah, thank you for betting 
against my team, Matt, guaranteeing me wins. It's a decorative bath, soaps, cookies, chocolate, all kinds of cool stuff. I've been get, I mean, I've been getting my friends. A couple of my friends came up and said, I mean, Matt's paid for their Christmas presents this year. I mean, he's just he just keeps saying, oh, I love this team, I love this team, and they just pick the opposite, and it's like, oh, well, Christmas is paid for. Yeah, I mean, I got you guys. If you need to go out there and get the loved ones something nice out there, go get yourself, go get your wife the Cuban link or something this year because just tail my bets, just bet the opposite, fade me, and you will make your wife, girlfriend, significant other, whomever, very, very happy because that'll that's how you make money. It's like a full-time job. Cowboys smoke the Rams, 44-21. In America's favorite game of the week, and by favorite I mean least favorite because I th- – well, I didn't bet. Actually, oh, I did – this one actually hit. I got the most bogus hit of all time on this one. I did bet the over in the Falcons 49ers game. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. <laughs> the Fal- yeah, you got – the, talk about the man the between the 49ers that uh what was that that over under they had the one week against the oh that was a cover against the uh the Cardinals in that crazy game and they had like the defensive pick or whatever the push. like at the last second yeah the push yeah in the game exactly. to cover that one and this over they have they have been some of the craziest bets this year so far the 49ers team and they play the Rams this week so that might be a big old pass for me yeah, for those of you who didn't see it, uh, the Falcons score a game-winning touchdown as time expires. That was already dramatic enough because Julio Jones, it was fourth down and goal, I think, and Julio Jones just barely crossed the pylon. In fact, I think they initially called him short and reviewed it. He was in, touchdown, they took a one-point lead, and then on the lateral play on the kickoff, the score was 23-22, on the lateral play on the kickoff, the 49ers threw it back to the Falcons. The Falcons scored to make it 29-22 and hit the over, which I did bet. So thank you for that. Mismanaged end of games. Very nice. That was good for the wallet. What does this say? I mean, let's talk a little bit about it, Ben. What does this say for you about the the 49ers, first of all, drop a game that this was the complacency test game? Are you know you gotta beat the Falcons here in an absolute dogfight for the NFC now between four or five teams really, probably mostly four teams, but in a dogfight for the NFC, you now go and cough up a game to a defeated Falcons team. The Falcons now have been playing; they got five wins. I mean, they're gonna end the season with six or seven wins, and keep just enough to keep Dan Quinn's job. They really do. They really must like Dan Quinn. Because they're trying to keep him around so bad. But more so, I'm not going to focus on the Falcons in this game because we don't really care about the Falcons. Julio Jones had his first good game in years. And what does this say about the 49ers? Are you worried about them or was this just that? the We got a little bit complacent against an opponent who's inferior and we just dropped the game. I think it's. I think it was a little more of the latter. I just think they're, I think they're a good football team. I think they have... They're led by their defense. They win and they, I mean, they live or die by their defense, realistically. You know, obviously, this was a close game. It was only a one point game, realistically, because then the Falcons got that late score, or whatever, to, or the late score to go over um, and to win. But to me, Matt, I just, I think they're a good football team. I don't know if I'm fully can, I don't think, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC by any means, uh, but I do think that they will make noise. I think that they're capable. I think the thing for them is they need to get back. It sounds bad, and I know because I know uh, Mostert's been running good, but when he's been the lead back, I think they're one and two or two and three or something like that because lately he's been getting all the carries, and they've not looked as good the past couple weeks, even though he's been running the ball well. 
So I think they they might need to go back to Tevin Coleman and just see if that offense just runs differently through him. Even though, Col- like I said, Mostert might be running the ball better, but I just think the play calls and the way the offense as a whole moves with Coleman in the backfield has looked better to me. They also miss Matt Breida a lot, a guy who he's just great. He, he can run the ball. He's a great pass catcher. I think he's missed the last couple of games. So I think they do miss Matt Breida a little bit too. He was. They kind of had that three-headed monster. It was working well for him. And plus, I mean, they know they're they're the cream of the crop right now. They're one of the best teams in the league. They're going to get everybody's best shot. And the Falcons came in, gave them the best one. Julio Jones had a massive game, and uh, the Falcons get a big win, steal a win, and that just makes the NFC absolutely wide, wide open. That's going to be such a fun last two weeks for the NFC, which we'll talk about. Uh, ben, a game we were very, very excited for turned out to be probably one of the duds of the week. Even though it did end up being close, the Bills defeat the Steelers 17-10. to Josh Allen played solid. Devin Singletary also very solid. Both defenses. Duck Hodges did not. Yeah, both defenses played really well. I mean, Duck kind of sucked. I mean, this was the first really, I mean, I want to say good defense he's played. I mean, the Bills defense is very good. Uh, I'll give him credit. I do think, I know he threw four picks. I really only put two of them on him. Yes, I agree. Toward the, end, toward the end of the game, the last pick of the game, I mean, he threw that one, and he sure he threw it into coverage, but they had to score. I mean, there was like 20 seconds left. Like, they had to score after they took the sack. So that was kind of a desperation. And one earlier in the game, I don't think should have been picked off. I was kind of, you know, the receiver him, a little miscommunication between the two. So I don't put it fully on him. But, I mean, he still didn't look great. But I'm still not discouraged. They're still fighting for the playoffs. I'm not, ex- you know, I'm not expecting them to go make a run. But to Duck, make, see them make the playoffs would be nice. Duck finally killed you. He was saying, hey, Duck doesn't kill us. Duck finally killed you. He shot. Duck, that, I mean. But either, like I said, I don't know if he really lost us that game. I mean, the offense no. didn't get anything go well, by, by any means. Nobody was doing anything, but I he mean, didn't help. That's let's, for sure. Let's face it; he's got some limitations. He's a game manager at best, which he's which I love. I mean, you love him, you love his personality, you love what he's brought to the team. There's no doubt about it. The team rallied around him more than they rally around Mason Rudolph. That's just a fact. I would and, love for them to get a game though where they let him throw the ball, but we don't have like we need Juju back. I think if we get a game with Juju back. We can finally let him see because I think he is a game manager, but I I don't think I think he has a decent arm. No, he does have a decent I mean, I think, arm, I think but he I can just chuck the ball around. So I but I think see. they're I limited in terms of offense. what he can do, and I'm I'm going to pin that more on the Bills being pretty good. I'll say the Bills' defense is good, and like you Absolutely. said, that last pick really wasn't his fault. He had to chuck the ball to the end zone. It just so happened nobody was open, and they picked it off. Whatever. Yep. Uh, one thing I will say, I thought about this week, and I just jotted it down, and I'll just pitch it to you because why not? We've been talking a lot about the Titans and the Steelers in this playoff race, this tight playoff race. Ben, what do you think about this? Here's a scenario for Steelers quarterback next year. What do you think about a little Marcus Mariota action? Uh, I mean, what, playing this week? No, for for the Steelers next season. No. No? I don't think... He's not the, he's not the typical Steeler prototype quarterback. I mean, I know the last... You know, the last whatever 10 12 years 15 years really we've had Ben and I mean I think but I think that's going to be the style quarterback that the Steelers go with going forward I know it's hard it won't be it's you know it's hard to find another Ben Roethlisberger but I think it'll be and I, I know it's not, I'm just throwing I, it out there I'm just throwing it out there he's an he's a name that I've thrown because I was trying to figure out because let's face it with the Steelers and we don't necessarily have to have this conversation in depth this might be more for like some offseason talk but I, I don't think that Mason Rudolph's not the guy I don't Really, I love Duck. Duck's awesome. So don't get so all the Steelers fans don't get at me. I like Duck, but 
They're not the end. They're not the long-term He's not the long-term guy either. And I really don't know. First of all, Ben looks like he's put on 1,000 pounds. Two, I don't know how he's going to come back from that, that arm injury. guys, not me. Well, well, it is, it is, you know, it is. What is it? It's uh, gaining season. What Holiday is it? Season. Bulking season. season. <laughs> it's bulk. Well, it's not. I mean, for you, it's not cuffing season. Bulking, but it's bulking, bulking season. season. It is bulking yeah, season right now. On, sorry, man. Ben. Sorry, fuck? sorry, buddy. Uh, it is bulking <laughs> season, which is great. I'm pumped. I got 15 days in a row off. I'm going to be doing nothing but drink and eat crappy food, and I'm going to go back into the office on January 2nd. Feeling like trash. But there's two. There's two backup quarterbacks in the NFL that I would love for the Steelers to get for a trial basis. And I'm not saying their answers. I'm saying trial basis. One that I actually think could be the answer. And I mean, to me, this this is kind of nuts. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Cam Newton. I was gonna say he's another one in that mix. Cam Newton's one for me that I think would be a good. You know, like I said, again, it's hard to be get a trial guy, but I think he's. He's big enough like Ben. He can stand in the pocket if he gets healthy. But he can also move a little bit. Just like I mean, he can move he move better than Ben, but Ben is a you know pocket guy. And Matt, this sounds crazy. And this is literally, like I said, this is just to see if he would fit in our offense any better than he did previously. Blake Bortles. Talk about a guy that's the same, same size, same oh, logi- like I don't say logistics, same dimensions, I guess you could say, same as Ben. Logistics. Try him out. He has a good offensive line. Oh this my year, the Steelers God. line has been terrible. But no, man, that's I'm not telling it. you. You guys should trade for Matt Stafford. Bring Matt Stafford in. I think he's done with the. I think he's shot with I mean, the line. But that does. I mean, that's just that's getting. We're not getting a younger guy though. Still good. He's still in. He's still in the prime of his. Well, he he but might be can. He might be canceled because of the back injury. He's still got a broken back, by the way, guys. Uh, enough of that game. The Bills win. The Bills are in the playoffs. That's very exciting. They're going to be the fifth seed, which is awesome. I think they're going to give New England a run for their money this week, which is also going to be awesome. And I don't remember a Monday night game, right? There was no Monday night game, so we don't have to talk about no, that. No, no Monday night game. Yeah, no Monday night game. I no, think Drew Brees broke some records, but I think they I'm, just played against themselves. Yeah, I'm only kidding. Uh, we do have to shout out. I will. All I'm really going to say about this game is I will say... Congratulations. I do have to give my most sincere congratulations to Drew Brees uh, on passing Peyton Manning, breaking the record for the all-time touchdown pass record. Uh, A couple things on that. So shout out to Drew Brees. Drew Brees, one of the best. I mean, he's truly one of the best. He's had shown as much longevity, leadership, absolute talent, a guy that he's just been one of the best pros pros we've ever seen, probably in any sport. Drew Brees is awesome. And I couple things about this game. There was no better hit. I mean, the easiest money you could have made coming into the game, Drew Brees over two and a half touchdowns. He needed three to break Peyton's record. You knew for a fact he was doing it in prime time on that night at home. 100%. They, they go on the road this week. You know they're not going to. Sean Payton will f- stuff it down the Colts' throats a billion times to get that record broken. And my biggest note, this is all I'm going to say about the Colts because I'm just sick and sad and just over it. But this was the most painful. This was the kind of the epitome and the kind of the apex of garbageness for the Colts this season. Drew Brees surpassing Peyton Manning's all-time touchdown record while completing, I think, 12 passes to Michael Thomas, which has put Michael Thomas, set him up perfectly. He's well-positioned to pass Marvin Harrison's all-time catcher. Single season catch record. 
the 10-year reunion of the Colts losing to the Saints, the Saints beating the Colts, 10-year reunion Saints team of the Colts beating the Colts in the Super Bowl team was there as they kicked the living shit out of the Colts. It was the (laughs) most disgusting thing to watch as a Colts fan. It was a nightmare. We were stuck in it all game, and we didn't even put up even the slightest amount of a fight, and it was sad. But I will say congratulations to Drew Brees, one of the best to ever do it. I, I'm not even going to say I'm, I'm not even going to bring up any Peyton comparisons because I I'm happy for Drew Brees and he's awesome. And the same. What's are, funny though is to me this week, technically Tom Brady can go break his record this week. He he, uh, he can. He's what four? Well, Tom Brady could probably pass Peyton Manning as well. No, he, I'm saying Tom Brady could pass like Drew Brees because they play Saturday. So for one day, Tom Brady could technically yeah, take over. But that would require him to pass four touchdowns against the Bills. That's gonna be tough. That will be tough, but it can happen. Yes, you are correct. So shout out to Drew Brees, and that's pretty much the recap for the week in the NFL. Now, Ben, a couple things after the week ended that we got to talk about. Um, Do we want to start with Josh Gordon? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't – suspended again, indefinite suspension. He's done. I think that's it. Officially done, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got to say, this might be a harsh take, I know, like, addiction's tough, and, like, I've never dealt with this, so I don't know, obviously, but, like, people are saying they feel bad. Like, I feel bad because he's so talented and stuff like that, and he should be in the NFL, but at the same time, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't really know how to feel. There's certain times, like, I'm kind of, it's, it's, I know it's a touchy subject, but. Yeah, I mean, this is not, uh, I don't feel bad at this point. I, I'm, I'm sorry to say, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, Josh Gordon caught for PED, he broke, uh, the NFL's substance abuse substance policy. Abuse again. I think it was what it was PEDs and substances as well. He abused. So I mean, it's what that's like his fourth or fifth major suspension. It's his sixth. Sixth I'm major suspension. Sure. I mean, he's been on three different teams now. He's gotten all the chances in the world because of how good he is and how talented and as amazing of a player as he is. So I do feel for him if he is truly going through some kind of addiction problem, which is just it's one of those things I you know. We know all about it. We hear all about it. It's it's hard. And I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a bad person for it. No, not at all. But at this point, it's just like, dude, you just can't play in the NFL. Like it, The NFL just has these drug rules. It's like you want to be in the club. You want to make millions of dollars to play a sport. And you want to be a, a, a celebrity and live the life of, a, of, a, of an NFL player. You just have to play by the rules. And at some point, it's just like, dude, you fucked up so many times now. We don't. I don't feel bad for you. He didn't get a raw deal. People are trying to say the NFL is trying to keep him. It's like, no, man. No, it's not that. He's gotten every chance from all kinds of different teams. They try to make it work. He's talented as he's, he's talented as can be. He's a great player, but it's just like, dude, at some point you just don't belong in this league, and it's just whatever. I, I mean, yep. there, there's just nothing. There's no more excuses that can be made. I'm, it's it's sad, and I mean, it's just it's one of those things. We put it on the soundboard for this exact reason. I mean, it's just stay off the damn weed. I mean, John, I don't understand. I don't even know what the specific substance is in this situation, but I just, in in this case, I, I don't know. Josh Gordon's gone. It's it, that's done for him. I, I we won't be seeing him in the NFL anymore. He's on the indefinite suspension list. It's sad though. It's really sad. I was thinking this kind of brought me back to uh, 
you know, you remember when he was back for the for the Browns and he played like 14 games and he had like 112 catches and like 1,500 yards, 17. He had he was amazing. It is really true. We should, oh my god! I mean, he was insane. It's it's sad to sit back and reflect on what could have been one of the best receivers we've ever watched play. There's no doubt in my mind that when he was going and when he was in his prime and he was dominating, you'd watch some of the stuff he was doing. He was like Julio Jones caliber, DeAndre Hopkins caliber. Like he was he was doing that kind of stuff. And he was good. And not only that, but he was good with some really trash quarterbacks. Yep. He was good with he was good with Jason Campbell. He was good with with Brandon Whedon. He was good with like the I mean I I can't even name some of the quarterbacks that were around at that time. I mean he was he was good with some really bad quarterbacks, and he finally started this year. He was with Tom Brady and with Russell Wilson, two of the best we've seen, and he was doing okay. He he was making an impact, but there was just something. There's always just been something external about him and I really think it's going to be crazy in you know 10 years down the road and we have like a 30 for 30 about him and we get to kind of learn I mean I hope someday he kind of opens up about it a little bit and we get to find out what it was like because man what an amazing career we could have been watching Hold like up. you said I mean I don't feel like I said I, I don't feel bad but I hope he gets I hope he gets his help I hope everything you know what I mean I don't want you know you hate to see it you, you, you don't you feel you feel bad for the, the guy but you don't feel bad about the player. I don't feel bad one bit about him being out of the NFL. At this point, it's like, dude, no. No more chances. You've had five of them. No more. I'm sorry. It's just, it's over. I feel bad for him. But uh, kind of a sad note there. We'll keep it on some bad news. Uh, I mean, do you want to touch on Antonio Brown at all? I, his, he's I mean, absolute... all I have to say is he just, he thinks, and you and I talked about this separately too, Matt. He thinks that the NFL is keeping him out of the league. Which is just not the case, right? I mean, you do you agree with that? No, I mean he's keeping himself out of the league with the anti. I I at first I thought it was like a PR stunt. I thought he was trying to get attention, but now I do believe that Antonio Brown is just legitimately insane. I think he's legitimately out of his mind. I think he's another one that I you know I, I hate to talk about people's mental health on here and and talk talk bad about it, but. I mean, he needs help. He literally needs help. Uh, for those of you that didn't see the video this week on on Antonio Brown's, I think Instagram story, Snapchat story, he put up a video, documented a video of the cops coming to his house. Obviously, a very nice house, a very nice mansion he lives in. The cops coming to the door. They're escorting his uh, baby mama or whomever he has a child with, to my understanding. They're escorting her there to get some of the child's things and belongings and some of whatever of her things or their things. I don't know the exact situation, but coming on to get some of the, the child's stuff uh, and he's filming it and he's harassing the cops. He's harassing her. He's documenting it. He's laughing. He's making jokes. He's saying, you know, this and that, all, all kinds of stuff. And it's just, he's looking really wild because he's really just, why are you trying to document this? What do you have to gain about documenting the cops coming and and like, what are you what stunt are you trying to say? And then you turn around and wonder why no NFL team wants to sign you, why the NFL is kicking you out and they're not letting you play and they're all this and that. I mean, he wins the worst of the. I mean, we're gonna do our award show later on this year. He's he's the worst person of 2019. <laughs> it's gotta be, dude. I mean, I'm stating that right now. I mean, he is the worst person of 2019. It doesn't get much worse than that. He, I, I mean, I think he's also got a problem. Off the damn weed. I don't know what he's got going on, but he's he's another one, man. Forget about him. And last bad news before we get on to the betting, which is obviously yep. good news. 
Tom Coughlin fired as GM. What's his position with the player developments? Kind of executive vice president. Yeah, I, he was relieved of his duties as executive vice president of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wish we could get Ty on the phone. He actually called me during this podcast. I should have answered and talked with him about it. But uh, yeah, he's out, and I think that this is the right move. It's just. Is this signaling a teardown for Jacksonville? I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They don't have a defense. Uh, I don't defense. know if it's going to be a complete teardown, but I think it's going to be pretty close. Because I just don't see a scenario in which they are relevant quick. Like, there doesn't seem to me to be like a plug-and-play where they're quick fix good again, where they were. I mean, they were they were one bullshit call against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game, I, I think they win that game, and I think they have a chance to win that Super Bowl against that Eagles team. Yep. It's crazy. They were really one badly officiated play away from a shot of the Super Bowl, and now here they are two years later, and it's like a complete teardown, I think. The Foles ain't Yeah, it. I mean, it's got to be close, but like at the same time, I mean, I, I don't think they're ready to give up yet. I don't think they're... I don't think it's hundred percent to that point, but it's getting it's getting close. It's getting bad. It's getting they're, bad. They're, they're they're a wreck. I mean, as much as we love Gardner, Gardner's been good, but I mean, is he the guy? Are they ready? Because I mean, Foles ain't it. They bench Foles. I don't know. Do you do you think they just go with Gardner and try to make that work with you know? I mean, I think they're gonna have to. I don't really know. I mean, they, unless they want to waste another, they just spent all this money on Foles. Are they gonna go waste another top draft pick on a guy? Like they need so much more help. That's the thing. They do. They do have a couple first round picks though because of the because of the Ramsey trade. Yep. But I yeah, I mean Tom Coughlin, it's just it hasn't been good under them. I mean, it really wasn't his team that got them that far. I know he was on the team at that time when they made the jump. Well, the main reason he got fired because of the thing that came out this week about the NFLPA. I don't know if you saw that information or not or anything about I did not. that happened. Bring it home, uh, Benny. So, what, what do you have to say? So apparently I'm not like I said, I'm not I didn't read up entirely on it. I just read a little bit. The apparently, you know, in the during the offseason, you aren't required to have like or players are not required to go to the facility. They're not really allowed to be at the facility or anything like that. Um, a couple years ago, apparently Dante Fowler Jr. had an injury and he was getting treatment off site. But the Jaguars are trying to force him to do his treatment there. So they find him seventy thousand dollars for every time he like, didn't show up for his treatment or something like that which is literally against the rules. So the NFLPA, like, stopped that from happening, but it turned out it was, like, Tom Coughlin that was forcing him to go there. So I think that was, like, a, a majority of it. So Tom, he was literally, like, breaking NFLPA rules in doing that. So, I mean, that was the – I mean, that, I think that was just icing on the cake as well. Like, it was kind of like, okay, we're in shambles as it is. Like, now this is coming out. Like, you're gone. Yeah, I didn't know about that. But, I mean, that definitely not good vibes around the around the group. You don't want that. I mean – and you could tell there's something going on in that Jaguar organization, and you could see the way they've kind of fizzled out the way they have so quickly from being right. so good. It, it, I mean, Ramsey unhappy. You could tell there's some mismanagement going on there. I don't know if it's Marone. I don't know. Obviously, we find out it's – I mean, Coughlin, obviously not the greatest. So we, we do find out there's some mismanagement there, and that's not surprising, honestly. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I do think it's a teardown for the Jags, sadly to say, because they really did have one of the most talented defenses we've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. Yep. Um, so, crazy to see that go away. Ben, uh, enough of those three bad news things. We don't want to talk about that. We do obviously want to you know, keep the vibes up. Uh, as we head into the betting slate here, 
We've got a big time week 15 or week what 16 slate. Week, week 16, yep. Week 16 slate. We got the full 16 games. No more Thursday night football. So as this episode's airing, no Thursday night football tonight. But we do have a three game slate on Saturday, and then of course the other. Uh, we'll do my math. 13 games. No, 12, 12 games. games on Sunday. One game on Monday. And of Kirk course. Cousins on Monday. And Kirk Cousins Matt, on we Monday. We both went six and six last week again. So. Uh, um, well, you went six and six again. I went nine and three the week before. Uh, six and six. So got to keep the flex going right now. Big flex. What? Our, our win percent. You are four eighty five. I'm at five thirty eight. So you need you need big two weeks, bud. You, you, I'm you feeling either, it, baby. I'm I don't feeling. Know it. If you just want to try and do it for trying it for respect, or if you're going to try and just pick opposite of what I pick or what you want to. No, nope, I'm here. I'm here for it. I got. I'm, so. No, my picks are legitimate. I'm not doing any funky shit. I'm coming. I'm coming here. I am. I'm picking some. I got a, a good big slate here. All right. Well, roll. I'll start us off down here in Tampa Bay. We got the Houston Texans, two and a half point favorites, taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks at home. Uh, no Godwin, no Evans. Wide receivers are going to be short for the Bucks. The over/under for this game is at 51. Matt, I'll kick it to you first. Yeah, another big game potentially for your buddy Brashad Perryman uh, because no Godwin, no Evans, both laid up with hamstring injuries. To me, that game just signals I, as good as Jameis has been of late. He's now officially missing the two security blankets he has. And there's no doubt about it. Jameis is very solid, and he could put up some numbers and put up some points. But you're missing those two guys, two of the best receivers in football, both pro bowlers. They're not going to be able to overcome that. The Texans seem to get some momentum going against the Titans. i got to go Texans minus two and a half. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm going to start it out with an over this week, Matt. I started out with an under last week, and it was bad vibes all week. So I'm going to take an over here with Tampa Bay 51. Uh, Tampa Bay has hit the over in, I think, 78% of their games this year. They're number one in the NFL because their defense is trash. Houston also does give up a lot of points. Houston, everybody talks about how good Houston's defense is. Houston's defense is really middle of the road. It's not, especially without JJ Watt. I mean, obviously he's a huge difference maker, but they give up a decent amount of points week in and week out. It seems like Tampa Bay's been scoring at will. Bruce Arians fighting to get that 500 record. I think he wants to get close to it. Go ahead and give me the over 51 in that one. I like it. I was thinking about the over, but the Bucks being without their two main guys kind of did it for me. I think the Texans. Texans playing for a whole hell of a lot more. I, I think we're going to see them come out and play some inspired football. And, Ben, we move on to the Bills. This game, big game, one of the biggest games of the weekend. It's on Saturday. Saturday, primetime, 425. The Bills in the playoffs. They are red hot. They're ready to rock and roll. And they're going into Foxborough for a chance to make a run at the division. Now, I do. they do need some help. They do need to win this game as well as win their final game and hope the Patriots lose their final game, which is against the Dolphins. I know it's a stretch, but the Bills are They've still... They've done it before, though. The Dolphins have done it before. But the Bills are still in contention to win the division. They are six-and-a-half-point road dogs. Patriots favored. Over-under in this game, not very high, 38-and-a-half. I'm going to defer this pick to you, Ben, and I'm glad because I don't know what I'm going with with this game yet. Yeah, this screams out Bills plus six-and-a-half, but it also... I think this is the game where Tom Brady and the Patriots show that they still are here to play. They're still, they still mean business. They're still going to be tough to beat in the AFC. I'm going to use a pass because I just think six and a half is a lot. But then again, I like, it's just, uh, to me, it's just, it's tough. Like I said, if this, if this game is not in Foxborough and Buffalo, six and a half point dogs, if it's any, anywhere else, I'm probably taking Buffalo, but the fact that it's a Foxborough for me just makes it tough. I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I thought about going with 
the Bills here because the Bills do run the ball well. That's their bread and butter. But And the Patriots' defense, run defense isn't great. But I think the fact of the matter is in this game, we know that Tom Brady and the Patriots' offense, they're better than the Steelers' offense that we just saw this past week. They're going to put some pressure on the Bills' defense. They're going to force Josh Allen to have to make some plays. And there's nobody that there's nobody that you you there's nobody you don't want to pass against than the, more than the Patriots. I don't know if that makes sense, but you do not want to pass the ball against the Patriots, and that's what they're going to force Josh Allen to do. He kind of struggled a little bit against a good Steelers defense last week, and this Patriots defense also very solid. I think they're going to struggle a little bit. Mostly, I'm just going with conventional wisdom here. It's hard to bet against the Patriots at home. I'm going to take the Patriots yep. minus six and a half. I don't love it. That's a lot of points, but I can see them winning by a touchdown. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, Matt. Moving on, we got the Rams and the 49ers. San Francisco coming off the tough loss. They're going to be six-and-a-half-point favorites again. Uh, the over-under for this one set at 45, so they're expecting a little bit of points in this game. Um, Rams coming off a terrible loss. San Francisco coming off a tough loss. Matt, what do you like? Yeah, this game for me, we talked a little bit about it. I've been tailing the Rams because I don't know what to think of them. They smoked the Seahawks, and they get smoked by the Cowboys. Then the 49ers lose this past week to the Falcons. Really don't know what's going on in this game. I, I really, I, this is tough. And I wanted to pick I wanted to pick the 49ers because I do think they'll bounce back. But six and a half is a lot, and I just don't know what Rams team is going to show up. I really don't know what Rams team is going to show up. I don't even really like the over-under in this game. I'm going to use my first pass on this. By the way, we get four passes this week because we have a full slate. I'm going to use my first of four passes. I'm just not interested in betting on this game after what the Rams have done to me the last two weeks. I can't do it. I'm passing. No, I'm definitely interested in betting on this one. I'm taking the uh, 49ers minus 6.5. This is a big big bounce-back spot for them this week. Tough to play at home. I know they lost last week at home, but bounce-back game, divisional game, always tough. Give me San Fran minus 6.5. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but I, I just, I'm just i going to stay away. Uh, ben, we've got the Jaguars fresh off of the Mike Tomlin, or Mike Tomlin, Mike, Tom Coughlin. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. The Fresh off of the Tom Coughlin firing, heading into Atlanta. The Falcons, surprisingly in this game, are seven-point favorites coming off their statement win of the year. They've had two statement wins. They've beaten the Saints and the 49ers. Can any team say that? I don't know if any other team in the league can say that. And... The over-under in this game is 45-and-a-half. Ben, what do you think of this game? Um, I really like the under, but I actually have a funny feeling that Jacksonville is going to play well in this game, and I'm going to take them plus seven. I don't really have a rhyme or reason. I just have a feeling that this is like a game where Atlanta, you know, coming off a big, big win, a win game they weren't expected to win. Uh, they beat, like you said, they beat New Orleans. Seven points is a lot for a team that's fighting to get seven wins. So I'm going to go ahead and take Jacksonville plus seven. I'm going to go with the over in this game. Over 45 and a half points. I wanted to take the Falcons, but I just don't know. Jags coming off a win. Falcons, who knows? They're kind of riding high. We'll see. They might take the Jags a little bit for granted. It's hard to believe the Falcons could come into any game with some swagger, but they might. And I think that the Gardner Minshew, he's going to come in. He's going to play well. They're going to, I mean, the Falcons' defense isn't great. The Jaguars' defense has been really bad this year. So I could see a lot of points being scored in this game. I think this is going to be a nice little shootout indoors in Atlanta. Both teams are going to try to get win. They're trying to fight for some last season, you know, late last second wins. 
I'm going to go with the over in this game. I like over 45 So and we half. couldn't be more different on that game because you said you were going to take either Atlanta or the over, and I said I was going to take either the Jags or the under. Yeah, give me so. the over, man. Two bad, def- just, we, two we, bad we defenses. Just don't like that one at all. Give me two bad. Matt, we got the Ravens 10-point favorites at Cleveland. The over-under is 48 points. Last time these two teams played in Baltimore, Cleveland beat them. Uh, I'm going to defer it over to you. Yeah, I mean, when this, this the thing about this game, when Baltimore lost by 15 to Cleveland last time at home, they were in a different spot. They were at a different spot. I think that dropped them to two and two. That was early in the season. We didn't really know what the Ravens had going on. Since then, they've become the hottest team in the NFL. They've got the runaway MVP. They've got one of the best players in the league, one of my favorite players in the league. And guess what? They know they lost to the Browns by 15 last time. This is a big game. They're going to come out. It's a statement win. They're trying to go ahead and lock up. I believe this locks up the NF- the AFC if they win this game. They're going to come out slinging. Lamar's going to have a big game. They're going to get the win. Ten points is a lot, but the Browns are in shambles. This could be the Freddie Kitchens firing game. I think the Ravens blow out the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to put a big retweet next to that one. I got Baltimore minus ten. I think the Ravens win big. Ben, the Saints, fresh off of Drew Brees' record-breaking night and they the back-breaking performance they put up against the Colts. Saints, one-and-a-half-point favorites as they head into Tennessee to take on the Titans, who desperately need a win now as their backs are against the wall. Over-under in this game quite a bit, 50-and-a-half points. What do you think? Do the Saints stay hot? Do they get this win? Or do the Titans come up and get a much, much-needed win to stay alive in the AFC South hunt? Still don't know how I feel about Tennessee. Still, really, really, they're up in the air for me. They didn't impress me last week at all. I'm going to take New Orleans minus one and a half. I think New Orleans is playing good football. I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think a high-scoring game. I think that over is definitely in play. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm taking New Orleans minus one and a half. Ride the hot hand. Yeah. I, you know, I hate to agree with you because I do need to differ from you because I got some ground to, to pick up here. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. I think the Saints are playing good football. They are now in a position where they see they can seize the NFC with a win. They're right in that mix. I don't think one and a half is a lot. Obviously, it's not a lot. They're playing great football. Drew Brees is playing great football. Good math there, Matt. I know, right? How about it? Uh, And honestly, Drew Brees, realistically, if he probably plays this whole season, he's probably an MVP conversation. So he's played as good as anybody. I I can't take him. The Titans, a little bit shaky. Uh, Saints' run defense has been pretty good as well, and that's the bread and butter for that Titans team. I think the Saints win, not by a lot, but I do think they win by at least one and a half. And then, Ben, we... (laughs) This game... The Panthers, Will Greer, the White Keenan Allen, heads into Indianapolis, heads into the drum to take on my Colts. Somehow, after that performance, the Colts are seven-point favorites. Over-under in that game is 45-and-a-half. I don't know, Benny. What do you like here? I mean, I think with Will Greer at quarterback, um, I'm just going to use pass because I think seven points is a lot for this Indianapolis team right now. Carolina surprisingly, I know their record doesn't show up, but they've been in games. They really haven't gotten blown out with the exception of one or two games other than when they lost like 50 to something to the 49ers. Because when in doubt, they got the one of the best players in football to just keep giving the rock exactly. to. And one so way or another. They keep, games, they keep games close, and I like that. But I'm going to go ahead and use a pass because the Will Greer effect for me, I just don't know what he's going to come out and do. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm using my second of four passes. I, I have to do it mainly because I would love to take the Colts. I, I don't know if Will Greer is going to come in and and do anything. I think he could come in and be terrible, and we could maybe route them. But at the same time, 
the game plan is going to be just get the ball to their guy, Christian McCaffrey. And normally you'd think, okay, the Colts are going to know key on Christian McCaffrey, but you also would have thought they would have. It keyed, doesn't matter. You would have thought it doesn't matter yeah. though with McCaffrey. No, exactly. It doesn't matter. You you would have thought they would have keyed on Michael Thomas last week too, but they've proven they don't have a way to stop. They don't have a game plan to stop to stop a superstar. They don't have that ability. They let DeAndre Hopkins nuke him. They let Michael Thomas smoke him. And now you got one of the best po- football players in the league coming in. I think Christian McCaffrey keeps things close. However, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to pass. So all that analysis is just to pass, but I'm, I'm passing. I can't go with the Colts. Matt, we got the game of all games this week, the one we've all been waiting for. Yeah, this is the stinger the of Cincinnati all. The Cincinnati Bungles against the Miami Dolphins. Miami is one-point favorite. 46-and-a-half is the over-under for this game. I'm going to just go ahead and I'm passing on this one as well because I want nothing Fuck. to do with neither of these teams. Nothing to do with neither. Oh, man. I wanted to – Damn. See, I don't know if I can afford to pass. I gotta, I gotta get some ground on you here. This game, what I will say about this game is, this game should have been flexed to prime time because the prime time game is just Chiefs Bears, which isn't great. So they didn't flex in a great game, which I mean, what can you do? So I, I, I this would be great to see these two teams. I, uh, you know what? Give me the Dolphins in this game minus one. Dolphins are home favorites, and the Bengals have no reason to win. The Bengals just have no reason to win. They've locked. They if they lose this game, they lock up Joe Burrow. They're on the clock. They just have no reason to win. I think the the Colt, the the Dolphins are going to go in here and they're going to get that win at home. Give it to me. The toilet bowl belongs to the Miami Dolphins. They're going to get their fourth win. I talk myself into the Dolphins. Book it. Give me Miami. Ben, your Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. So everybody, go ahead and bet the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. I can't believe I just talked myself. Unbelievable. This is this is the stuff I do. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, minus three, heading into the Meadowlands to take on the New York football Jets. Over-under in that game, 38-and-a-half. Ben, I'll kick it to you. I'm assuming you're going with your Steelers here, huh? I'm actually taking the under here, Matt. I think these wow. are two teams both struggle on def- – both teams definitely struggle on offense. Both teams, Steelers defense, top three, five in the NFL – and the Jets' defense, really, not that bad either. So I think there's not going to be a lot of points in this game. I think it's going to be low scoring. The Steelers uh, have hit the under in, I believe, 10 of their games so far this year, of their 15 games. So they definitely don't score that much, obviously. I'm going to take the under. <sighs> Taking an under in the 30s, wow. I'm going to go with the Steelers. I think they need to bounce back. They're going to play hard. I don't think Sam Darnold's ready for... Duh, the- come on, man. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to screw your Steelers over like that, but <sighs> but I. <laughs> I'm Last gonna, week you took the Bills. This week you're taking the Steelers, or the you're taking the Steelers this week. I took the Bills. Well, you no, was, you took the Bills here, but you bet on the Steelers. Well, right, because you talked me out of it. I don't know. I got all kinds. My whole <laughs> betting thing. I I don't have a lot of logic here, but I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I think the Steelers are just a better football team. Duck bounces back. The Ducks gonna fly high against the Jets. I like it, Matt. Then we got another pretty toilet bowl type game. We got the Giants at Washington. Um, it's crazy to say this is for third place in the A or in the NFC East, honestly. Um, Ooh, nice. the Redskins. The Redskins two and a half point favorites at home. Forty two and a half. So you have runner for this game. Matt, does Haskins stay hot, or do you like Eli to get over five hundred this year? I don't know. Both these defenses suck. So I'm going to go with the over, 42 and a half. I think that smokes. I think that 
Both these defenses are absolutely terrible. Dwayne Haskins has been getting a little bit hot. However, Eli Manning lately has been kind of warming up a little bit. I don't know who wins this game, but I know a lot of points are going to be scored. I am very confidently taking the over 42 and a half. Yeah, I like the or I like the over 42 and a half too. I'll probably put money on that. But for this one, I'm going to take the Jets or I'm sorry, the Giants plus two and a half. Uh, Eli's playing pretty decent. Not good, but he's playing yeah, no, pretty he, decent. He's I mean, pretty he's okay. The ball. The, you know, the Redskins have been up and down all year, and I just think the Giants right now are playing a little bit better. So go ahead and give me the Giants plus two and a half. Yep. I'm, 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 and I feel that. I, I feel like they could win the game, but I don't know. I think a lot of points can be scored. The Detroit Lions have officially quit, and they're heading to Denver to take on Drew Locke and the Broncos. The Broncos are six and a half point favorites over under in this game, the lowest of the week, 37 and a half. Yuck. What do we think, Ben? Um, I don't love anything in this game, but I don't want to pass on it. I'm going to take Denver minus six and a half at home. I know they came off a big loss to the Chiefs, but the week before that, they blew out Houston and played pretty well. So I'm going to take Denver by a touchdown minus six and a half here. Yeah, I'm do the same. I uh, I think that Drew Locke, he had a, he's been playing very well. That snow game, I'm not going to put a lot on that. One of his first couple starts. First big game in the snow and the conditions. Again, he was outmatched against a guy like Mahomes. It just that game it, was in Arrowhead too, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that I was mean, tough. A, so I mean, you can't yeah. expect Drew Locke to go in there and stay as hot as he was. So I'm going to go ahead. and I'm going to take him though. I think he gains composure back at home against the terrible Lions team that just gave up a ton of points to Jameis. I think the Broncos go in there and light him up. Drew Locke lights him up. I like the Broncos in that game. Matt, game of the week right here. This Oakland is important. The Chargers. Chargers, minus five and a half, 45 and a half, see over under. I'm going to kick it to you. I know who you're taking and I know why, but I'm going to go ahead and let you go first. What do we bet on this game? Or what do we bet on that over under on the Chargers? $10. Oh, so yeah, okay. But I already automatically, I at least pushed. We at least pushed for me. I definitely do not owe money. Yeah, you definitely don't owe money. I'm actually going to take a pass in this game for our betting <laughs> challenge. I, I do very much hope that the Raiders win. However, I could see the Chargers smoking them. But I could also see the Chargers just blowing it and losing. So I don't really want any action on the Chargers with the points. I'm going to go ahead and just take a pass on this game. With the exception of that 39-10 to loss last week to the Vikings, who, I mean, the Vikings are a good team when they don't play on Monday night. Chargers have been playing okay recently, and Oakland's just bad. Oakland has not played good football. I know they're six and eight, but they have not beaten a really good team yet. I just haven't seen them play good football. I'm taking the Chargers. I'm taking a minus five and a half. They're gonna win me ten dollars against you. Here we go. Which I'll put toward a jersey. You know, it's easy. Perfect. The jersey you're gonna have to buy when I make this big comeback this week. Ben, the Cowboys, fresh off their blowout win against the Rams, minus two and a half. As they come into town, they come into my city, Conshohock, no, Philadelphia, <laughs> to take on the Philadelphia Eagles over under 46 points. Do the Cowboys stay hot? The Eagles stay not? What happens in this game? I think the Cowboys win this game. I'm going to be betting this one. I'm probably taking Dallas alternate spread and putting it to like seven and a half or eight. I think Dallas got the confident, a little bit of confidence last week playing the Rams. They were able to move the ball up and down the field against a team that has a better defense than the Eagles. The Eagles are playing with wide receivers from 
the back west side of Philadelphia. Um, Dallas might throw, like I said, Dallas might throw for 600 yards this game because the Eagles secondary is that bad. I know the game's in Philly. doesn't matter to me. I'm taking Dallas minus two and a half. Oh, man. I was torn on this game because Dallas did play really well last week. But they've been shaky at times this year. Dallas has definitely been shaky at times. Without a doubt. I'm going to go with the Eagles. And I really have no specific reason for it besides the fact that it is in Philadelphia. The season's on the line. The crowd is going to be rocking. A lot of middle fingers, a lot of F-words, a lot of crazy stuff going on in that parking lot. The vibes are going to be there for Eagles fans. I think they play well. Carson Wentz has been playing pretty well, despite the fact that he is playing with a bunch of Cub Scout wide receivers. They don't need wide receivers. They proved it. They All they need is a former quarterback, two tight ends, and one of the best running backs in the league. And I think Miles Sanders getting some things going. I think the Eagles keep it close, and I do think they pull out the win to throw the, the NFC East into a kind of a whirlwind here. I'm going to go with the Birds. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I'm going with the Birds. Another game that like. features uh, features two birds. we got the Cardinals flying on up to the Pacific Northwest to take on the Seattle Seahawks in Quest Field, the 12th man. The Seahawks are 9.5-point favorites, over-under also very high, 49.5. Ben, what do you like in this game, if anything? Over. Love it. Smashing it. High scoring. There you go. Easy. There you Not have all it. All my synopsis for it. I think Seattle wins. I think they win by two touchdowns, but I love the over. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pass on this game. This can be my last pass, uh, I think. Do I have? Yeah, you're good. No, that's it. That's yeah, I'm going to use my last pass on this game for the fact that the Cardinals kind of look decent, albeit against the Browns. They kind of got a decent little identity. They ran the ball. They, they ran the ball some more, and when they got done running the ball with Kenyon Drake, they ran the ball with Kyler Murray. They really kind of found something a little bit last week, and I think just nine and a half a lot. The Seahawks are good. I think the Seahawks will win. I think the Seahawks in this game, like Moneyline, are a lock. But 10 points is a lot to beat a team by. So I'm going to stay away from that game. I'm going to use my last skip because I just don't like it. I'm staying away from the Cardinals-Seahawks game. All right, the Sunday night game, Matt. We got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Chicago Bears. Kansas City, five-point favorites going into Soldier Field. 45 is the over-under. I'll kick it to you first. Yeah, you touched on it earlier this episode, Ben. Uh, the, the Chiefs right now... One of the lowest key hot teams in the league. Not a lot of people giving them any love, flying under the radar into the playoffs. I don't think the Bears are that good. Like I said, I, I mean, I think that the they did give the Packers a run, but I think that's more of a function of the Packers being frauds. I think the Chiefs go into Chicago and smoke them. I think Mahomes has a big game. Uh, yeah, I like that, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to use my last pass here. Uh, the only reason I'm passing is because Chicago has been so hot and cold recently. And like you said, they really didn't play terrible last week against Green Bay. Um, Kansas City's defense has been a little shaky. I think they're starting to get it in form. This game at home, though, it could be a game where Trubisky kind of plays well. But I'm just going to go ahead and pass and use my last one on this one. And last game of the slate, Ben. The very much stoppable force against the very much movable object. A shaky, wow. a shaky Packers defense, a vulnerable Packers defense meets up with Kirk 
0-8 on Monday Night Football Cousins. Something's got to give. Kirk Cousins has never won on Monday Night Football, yet he is still a four-and-a-half point favorite over-under in this game, 45-and-a-half. Ben, who wins, the stoppable force or the movable object? Uh, whichever one the Packers are, <laughs> whatever you want to look at it. I'm believing in the Kirk Cousins curse until he wins. I will be betting against Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football until he wins, until he proves it otherwise. That's my plan. I still love Green Bay. I think Green Bay is still a very good team. You have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. You can never count them out. Green Bay plus four and a half Monday night. Yeah, I'm going to go with you there. I'm going to tail you as well. Uh, I don't know that the Packers necessarily... But Matt, the Packers are frauds. I agree they're frauds. I think they're frauds, but I don't oh, know... I didn't say... I'm not saying they're frauds. That was, that was, that was my I, Matt. I know. I know what you're doing. <laughs> I, that's, your, that's your me voice. Come on now. Yeah. I got, a silky, <laughs> I got a silky smooth voice on here, man. You know that. Yeah, I don't, so... I think the... Packers are still tough. Now, when I say frauds, I mean frauds because I don't think they're the cream of the NFC. But I think they're frauds in the fact that they're not that great defensively. However, I am going to stick with you. I'm going to stick with the Kirk Cousins curse on Monday Night Football. That's a tough thing to say, Kirk Cousins curse. Say that five times fast. I am going to go with the Packers to cover. I think they probably even do win. But I, they're underdogs. I don't know. Four and a half points is a lot of, a point, a lot, a lot of underdogs for a team that's 11-3. That's, that's a lot of points for a team that's 11-3. Yep. I think it'll be close. It'll be a good game. Monday Night Football, we'll see what Kirk can do. We'll see if Captain Kirk can get off the schneid. Ben, we talked a little bit about some holiday stuff here. We I guess that's all we kind of have for the NFL games as we head into Christmas. So there you go, guys. There are your picks. Make sure you go win some final – get some final dollars in the pocket before you go out and um, buy those last-second Christmas presents. And make sure, as you are, make sure – if you're procrastinating on the Christmas goodies, make sure you stop down at Delos Bakery, 1201 Freeze Avenue, open on the 23rd and the 24th, Christmas Eve. Make sure you stop in and get some goodies before uh, while you're on your way to the loved one's house for the Christmas party. And there you go. That's your NFL. That's a wrap for Week 16 bets. Ben, I don't have a whole lot else for football. Do we want to talk a little bit Christmas Day games or... Just some general matchup stuff, or do we want to save that for a later date? Oh, I guess we can't really save that for a later date. What do we think of the Christmas matchups? I'm going to pull them up. We'll talk a little bit about them. We won't. Yeah, see, we can't really save those for. Yeah, I say we hit on them quick. I mean, we don't really have to get that in depth. What we're going to do, guys, is we are going to tweet these picks out for you either Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Our Christmas present to you guys will be what games to bet on. Uh, Matt, what? I mean, obviously the Sixers get to play. They play at two thirty. They have a good slot. I mean, I love that. Are there any other games you're really looking forward to? Obviously, that Rockets Warriors game is not what it was set up to be. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we got we'll go through the slate. Twelve o'clock noon. Uh, that's always a good one. Still getting done. Open up some presents. Just kind of hanging out. Uh, Boston heading to Toronto to take on the Raptors. That game I see being a very good game. Boston at Toronto has been surprising this year. I've been been very pleasantly surprised with how well Toronto was yeah. able to stay afloat. Yes. Siakam's the real deal. Rockham Siakam Robot is the real yep. deal. He's a very good player, but Boston's still hungry too. And that that you know the East is heating up, and the East is going to be a very hard fought division for those couple spots because of Toronto, because of the Sixers catching some heat, because of Miami. Obviously, the Bucks are good, so Boston's got to win that game too. So that's a big game. I probably would give the advantage to Boston despite the fact that it is in Toronto. Then we have Milwaukee coming into Philly once again to Conshohocken, Pennsylvania, the Conshohocken 76ers. 
Shit. hosting the Bucks. The the Conshohocken 76ers, as I'm speaking, this have not lost at home, although they are in the process of trying to do so. So when you're listening to this, they probably have lost at home. But you're not going to this on Christmas, man. You're not going to bring the family out there. Uh, not bringing the rents. I don't know, man. Tickets actually are kind of affordable, but I I don't know, man. I got to open my presents and just relax. Head up to cousin Brian's house and chill. I I can't be can't be messing with the basketball. I'll be screaming at the TV. I'll take that option rather than that. Uh, I, this is gonna be a tough game. We're gonna really see what the Sixers are made of. We're gonna see what the Bucks are made of. Two of the toughest, you know, heavyweights in the East. It's going to be hard. As much as I'd like to say I'd give the edge to the Sixers, Giannis is good, and the Bucks are good. They just put four – Hot sh- take. They, yeah, hot take. Giannis is good. They put four shooters around him at all times, and they find a way to make bucket. They're they're good, man. Sixers need to play thigh bull more. That man needs to be playing way more. Agreed. Uh, the 5 o'clock game, like you said, Trash. this game, this game <laughs> not what we expected. Houston heading to Golden State. I mean – Merry Christmas, Houston. Here's a dub. Yeah, there you go, man. I, although, yeah. no, yeah, the goal, dude. Golden State's the worst team in in basketball, maybe, <laughs> yeah. which is really weird. That's a big time spin zone. That is a really weird thing to see as a basketball fan. They kind of had to sell their souls. I mean, it was about time. I'm I'm not happy to see all the injuries, of course, but it is interesting to see it's somebody else's turn in the West. We'll see who it is. Speaking of whose turn it is. This could be one of the games to help decide whose awesome, turn it is. Dude, this game is. Um, I will be watching every minute of this game for sure. Uh, unfortunately, Lakers, I work Clippers. Thursday, but uh, this will be this will be this will be a fun game to watch. The the cream of the crop of the West: Kawhi, Paul George against LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. Gonna be a battle, man. Who do you think's better? The the Lakers right now have the best record in the league. I can't bet against LeBron with the way he's playing, the way they're playing right now. And having LeBron James on your team, I would give the edge to the Lakers. See, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to edge Clippers. I think the Clippers are the better team. We'll see what happens. I think they're a more well-rounded team, although the Lakers experiment is working. They got some dudes. Uh, And now there's also some drama. Doc Rivers taking some shots at LeBron, taking some shots at the Lakers, as LeBron taking some shots at... That's what LeBron needs, more more fuel. It's 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 like the Patriots. Yeah, well, well he's never been. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not gonna say anything bad about LeBron. Not, on the, not again. Not, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna stay away from there. But no, that'll be a great game. Last game of the night, not quite as fun as it anticipated. I think they were anticipating Zion Williamson having a factor in this game. New Orleans taking on Denver. New Orleans. Denver's is bad. quietly again the three seed in the West. Yeah, Denver's great. Denver's very good. They are rock but they solid. They don't get talked about. No one talking. It's all about Clippers and Lakers. Will Will the Thrill Barton has like the third best real plus minus of any player in the NBA. Yeah, which is crazy. And they're good. I mean, they got Jokic. They've got all the guys. Gary Harris. They're stacked. They're loaded. Murray, to top to, they have the best top to bottom roster in the NBA. Millsap, Will the Thrill, Tony Craig. They got a good team. That is a good. That is a good basketball. I'm team. sorry. They're fourth in the West. You know who's third in the West? The Luka Dallas Mavericks, baby. I know. RIP, though, uh, our, our boy Luka out for a couple weeks with an ankle injury. That's a bummer. That's a big-time bummer for the Luka Doncic MVP bet. They just beat the Bucks by 20 without him. They did smoke them. They did. That was very surprising. So they can beat anybody without him. But obviously we love the Mavericks because of Luka. So if Luka's yeah. not out there, I don't want to watch. So we'll see. But the Dallas Mavericks are a surprisingly good team. And we talked about that, I think, a couple weeks ago or a couple months yep. ago. But that's pretty much all I have for episode 81. Uh, ben, you have anything else for us as we close up the Christmas episode? No, I think that's it, man. Hey, 
Merry Christmas, buddy. Uh, I'll be up there in a, be up there in a little bit of a week, more just week and a day, eight days, man. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be a good time. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, Merry Christmas to all you guys out there. Thank you so much to all of you who are listening as you approach the holidays. Uh, you know, we do wish a very Merry Christmas to you and yours. And uh, I'm just going to let Whitney Houston take it out here in a minute. But before we do that, guys, make sure you go smash that sub button on the podcast, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and go follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you get active, like, get retweet, favorite, whatever they are, share, yep. like, get a, share, get the favorite. I'll do College all that. Football challenge. You still have time, guys. The bracket or the uh, Capital One Bull Pick'em Bull Game start, I believe, on the 20th. So you have until I think that's a Saturday. No, Friday. First bowl game's on Friday, so uh, go ahead and get your picks in. I put the information out on Twitter. If you guys have any questions, DM us, hit us up, let us know, but get in there. Yep, make sure you stay out of my DMs. DM Ben if you have any questions. But, yeah, definitely Merry Christmas, guys. Go out and pick some bowls. It is officially bowl season as well, as you guys are listening to this, coming up very soon. I'm very excited. And make sure we got a lot of bowl games coming up. We've got a lot of holiday festivities coming up. Make sure you are prepared with all things delicious. Make sure you get down to 1201 Freeze Avenue, Berwick, Pennsylvania. Go see the folks at Delo's Bakery and get yourself right for the holidays. Tell them Matt sent you. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. The party's on, the feeling's here.